0: Before we start the show this week, I just wanted to ask you to please get vaccinated. 95% of physicians in the U.S. are vaccinated. 100% of living U.S. presidents are vaccinated. Nearly 100% of all U.S. senators are vaccinated. 100% of Republican governors and 100% of Democratic governors are all vaccinated. The CEO of Pfizer is fully vaccinated. On the flip side of that, over 95% of people who have been admitted to a hospital for COVID symptoms and people who have died from COVID in the past month weren't vaccinated. And this new variant is killing young and healthy people at an alarming rate. By not getting vaccinated, you are allowing this virus to mutate, making it harder and harder to treat and prevent. I know that if you haven't gotten the vaccine by now, I'm probably not going to change your mind. But it has recently come to my attention that a few people that I trusted to do their own research and make positive decisions to protect the people around them aren't vaccinated. The vaccine wasn't rushed. It isn't making women infertile. It isn't killing anyone. If you've chosen to not get vaccinated, please, 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 please Please reconsider. If you just haven't pulled the trigger yet because you're unsure, please reach out to us via email, Twitter, Instagram, or however you like, and I would be so, so, so happy to provide you with some credible information from reliable sources to help you make your decision. Seriously, it would absolutely make my day. Am I biased? Yes. But I made my decision with the help of credible information, and I'd like to help you do the same. I wouldn't have gotten vaccinated if I felt like there was any chance it would hurt me or my family in any way. Thanks for listening. Now on with the show. Actually, give me...
1: Hold on. Sorry. My kid is like, was hacking up a lung before. Right I don't before care. I tell on. him to fuck off. I mean, I did, but I have <laughs> to, I have to, yes, but I have to go in and tell him that, you know what I mean? So did you tell him? Yeah. And it and it worked. And it did. uh, No, it did not. (laughs) I have notes, but then at the last second, I was like, "Oh, I should do this." The notes don't work if you don't do them until the last second. No, no, no. I did a bunch of notes, and then right at the last second, I remembered something else I should put in the notes, and I was. Was it what if? Yes, that's what it was. (laughs) It was the show. What if? That's what it was. Oh, man. I do not want to do this. I'm so exhausted. Is that not something I should say on microphone? Should I? I almost that?
0: canceled just because I wanted to cuddle with my fiance. Ah, yeah.
1: I mean, you could do that, too. Get her down here.
0: I tried, but she's like, uh the carpet activates my asthma and allergies and I could die or some shit. I don't.
1: Wow. Just I don't know I what mean, the fuck details. You know what I mean? Like minor details. I know you want to cuddle like. You know, you're going to meet me halfway. That's what exactly. I say. But I tell Sarah all the time. I'm like, listen, if you want me to cuddle with you, you got to meet me halfway. And she's like, I don't want to cuddle with you. I don't. I The mic definitely picked her up. Yes. Laughing out loud. I heard
0: her. And my fiance is so cold physically constantly that I wouldn't even notice if she died. <laughs>
1: lunch break all the time it takes to eat a good sandwich. Wait, I messed up that yeah, intro because sure I'm looking did. at you. Yeah, you sure did. You fucked it up. Wow, even Sarah looked at me and was like, that's not the that right intro. That wasn't a sentence. No, it wasn't at all. Bringing
0: all your comic geek and movie news. No,
1: come here, come here, come here. Do the rest of it. Do the rest of it. All in
0: the time it takes to eat a good sandwich.
1: And, and cuddle with your loved ones. <laughs> My name is... No, I'm going to do it again. Here we go. Ready? Here we go. It's coming in three... Two, one. Oh, ah, yeah, everybody. Welcome to the Media Lunch Break. All, blah, God damn it. What is happening today? How many times have you done this? I don't know. Would
0: you like a different joke to launch you off of? Because I have one ready. Do you really? Yes, I wrote something about my day because normally we, we talk about our Let's day. Let's do that. Do
1: it. Great. Do it. Launch I would love me. to. Give me something else. Here we yeah, go. We went to a fair,
0: a festival, a food truck festival that was also like did a musical festival. Yes, we did. Please. Tell me more. One of the things they had there was a uh, a petting zoo, or as I like to refer to it, a New Jersey brothel.
1: Oh, yeah, everybody. Welcome to the Media Lunch Break, bringing you all of your comic geek and movie news all in the time it takes to eat a good sandwich and stroke a sheep. Yeah, that sounded dirty, is it? Who knows? I can't tell anymore. My name is Chris Trebo, alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew Dunn. Say hello, Andrew. We
0: didn't go to the petting zoo, though, because it was $8 per person and, no. had, and had six animals. What?
1: Yeah. If you're going to pay $8, it needs to at least have eight animals. Well, and again,
0: per person, including our son. So we would have paid $24 to go in and look at three chickens, a cow, a pig, and Wait, like two goats. Three, I don't know. Is that three six? Of the <laughs>
1: One goat. Three chickens, a cow, a, a goat. pig and a goat. And a pig. Yes, that's yeah. six. And three of the, half of the animals were the same animal. Yes. Also, if anyone who's seen Rocky knows, you can't just catch a chicken and pet it. I can. Well, I mean, that's because you've got the eye of the tiger, my friend.
0: You tell me I get to fry up some nuggets with that thing? It's going to be gotten like two hours.
1: Uh, and it's going to be eaten in 15 seconds.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Andrew. What if happened? Before we do that, I do think we do need to touch on, uh, the, the, there's a horrible thing that happened on a set of the, the movie Rust.
1: Oh, yes. I think yes, we should briefly yes, yes, yes. touch on that. Sure. Let's that touch the, on that.
0: The uh, cinematographer by the name of, uh, Helena Hutchins mm-hmm. was killed by what appears to be a live round. So for anyone who doesn't know, this is actually something is that, that what I, it I would, is. I've been trying yeah. to follow,
1: it, but I haven't seen the latest thing. So
0: well, there's a lot of like conspiracy theory shit as well that's been going around about like right. It, like there's been a lot. Of QAnon is getting in on this about like is Alec Baldwin a puppet of the of the establishment who was trying to you know it's on and on Whatever. and on. I went on a bit of a rant on Instagram actually uh, the day it happened about how I don't know if you know this, but when they use like guns when they when they film guns yes uh, for film they're real guns
1: and they use blanks yes right
0: which is insane right it makes no sense you're cuz the other thing too is that even if you're using blanks you're still putting like a powdered like a gunpowder bomb in a machine Right. It's still a tiny bomb, It's which is how uh, Brandon Lee died, Bruce Lee's son. Right. Um, it's still like a tiny little charge that can just put a hole in your head. Right. And uh, as well, the crew as well, you probably know about um, the Union uh, almost went on strike just sort of nationwide.
1: Or I-A-T-C, however you want to pronounce it.
0: That crew... On that film, before the whole union decided to go, well, they decided in the end not to go on strike because they got some demands met, that crew on that set did go on strike and there were only three crew members left, the cinematographer, the director, and like a grip or something. Yes. Yes. And in fact, Alec Baldwin had been... Calling out everyone uh like the production company for saying like there were people who were pulling 2 16 hour shifts back to back. Yes. And then they were going to the director and saying, hey, I, I need a hotel. I can't drive home safely. Can you guys give me a hotel? And they were saying no. So eventually everyone just walked off set because they were working them to death. They weren't compensating them correctly and uh and they weren't doing it safely. And this is the outcome of that when you treat your people like shit.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's it's a terrible thing. It's an unfortunate thing That obviously should not have happened and there's gonna be uh i d I I don't want to say countless, but there's gonna be there's gonna be investigations into exactly there how already something are, like yeah. this. Yeah, I mean Alec they're Baldwin already is already
0: speaking to the police about it.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean one, I would say and this is not, you know, the the first thing that we should care about, but I feel like for some reason it it's something that strikes me is that everyone's going to be like, well, Alec Baldwin killed a person. No, Alec Baldwin did not kill a person. Alec Baldwin was doing his job. He was on camera. He was given a prop He was and and trusted that that prop was... Well, and even worse, you
0: know, like, is, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he retired after this. Like, can you yes. imagine the trauma from something like this? Oh,
1: I've seen... There have been some photos of him from the paparazzi that have come out, like him outside the police station. And he's hunched over. I mean, he's... Yeah. You know this, I this is a guy who who does you know, uh, he cares about what he does, and for whatever calling out of, of people, w- you, you were saying he was calling people out for walking off, or he was in support of them, he was saying it's ridiculous
0: that the, yes. the horrible things that they're being
1: put through, and so then this happens, and it happens yeah. not only on his watch, but literally by his hand. Yeah, you know, oh, and like
0: imagine sh- accidentally
1: shooting someone point blank. Yes. And you have that forever, you know. So, you know, before anyone, I, I haven't really seen it, but it doesn't it would not surprise me if this is some is an outcome of like Alec Baldwin killed. a per- No, Alec Baldwin did not kill a person. Yeah, that was that was an unfortunate mishap. Um, something else happened. Some there were steps yeah. missed. One, there were this steps, is also you know, the
0: second movie that the armorer. Uh, has ever worked on, like the person who's responsible for all of the guns and stuff. She actually told a podcast about a week before this that she wasn't sure if she was ready to do it. And um, I don't know if because that's the other thing is how how does a live round Get on a set
1: that no one knows. But this has happened before. And people are like, how does this happen? And it's one of those things where sometimes it's like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And I'm not saying like, oh, let's just chalk this up to a terrible accident. There needs to be an investigation. There needs to be, you know, someone should be held, probably should be held accountable. Well, and even beyond
0: that, this needs to stop. There's no reason to have a a fully functioning pistol on on set or on stage. There's no reason that not a single Blink. In John Wick is real. Not a single right. one is fired. Right. They used a fake mechanical gun that could not be loaded because they're so close. Every single shot is so close to a person that they couldn't do it. They just added it in post and nobody noticed. Right. Just do that. Right. I, like it's something that infuriates me as a theatrical technician. I've worked with firearms uh, in shows before, and we've done it. There's so many different ways to do it that are so much safer. Yes. Yeah. Hopefully the uh, the director Joel Souza he he evidently just woke up in the hospital and he's doing all right so hopefully right. he'll pull through all our love to the family of helena hutchins she had right. a, a husband and a kid and to
1: alec baldwin as well man Whew. yeah it's just it's tragic it's horrible it's yeah there's no there's no good way to like spend this and and any sort of thing and i know anyone involved in the arts this is always one of those things you know you hear those stories and luckily they're kind of Something this bad is few and far between. It's not
0: as few and far between as you'd expect, man. I'm,
1: but what I'm saying is where someone's dying on a set is, yeah.
0: you know. I mean, that's what I'm saying, though, is that, like, even there was like two or three years ago, uh, there was a. a community theater production of Of Mice and Men, where at the end, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't read that book or seen that movie, Lenny gets shot in the head, Right, and uh, they used a blank, and the guy actually died, because they put it right right next to the guy's head.
1: Well, I would also say, if it's a community theater production, chances are they're not going through... The proper protocols that uh, that's exactly my point, though.
0: Right. But also they are using the
1: same props that professionals. But I'm saying I'm saying on a professional set, usually it doesn't matter, though. No, but what I'm saying is that on a professional set, these instances typically are not this tragic where someone is dying on a professional set. That being said. That this is one of those stories where like it gives anyone who works in any sort of capacity in the industry a little pause. And it's always one of those kind of rocky to your to your core moments because everyone's going like, shit, that could be me, you know, no matter what what position you hold.
0: Well, and that's the thing, too. That's another thing that I keep thinking about is that like. Art's, like, the last thing we have, and we barely have it. Like, it's, like, the only thing we can do that, like, really is separate from the the doldrums of, like, going to work and, like, I don't know, paying your bills and shit. All we have is art. And to make art scary is going to just, like, wreck us. So, like, we got to, like, the best thing we could do rather, not rather than an investigation, but, like, beyond an investigation the best way to honor the lives of the victims here is to just figure out a different way to do this
1: yeah 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 i think there's there's definitely ways i think this is one of those instances that will kind of cause that conversation to happen a lot i hope so man it hasn't yet and it's happened multiple times cool well nothing like that sunny outlook to get us started that we can always rely on you for Andrew oh uh, yeah wait how does that start uh, how's that thing uh, go i forgot. obviously it. I can't remember either all in so. the time it takes you to fuck a sheep yep there you <laughs> go that's it uh, Andrew. Yes. What if happened? It did. It happened. It happened. What Andrew. if it did happen? What if happened Andrew? All right. Don't believe all those denier websites that you've been perusing. It happened. I know that it happened. I have the receipts, Andrew. I can prove I don't it. see any receipts. They're on what my I, phone. What I, have, okay? I have
0: receipts. I, I have a fact-based article from
1: what if didn't happen.com. You know what? Well, I have a fact-based article from what if definitely happened dot org. So well, I've got one from what if didn't happen dot fuck Chris Treble. Well, the joke's on you because I made up that website and it secretly leaks to what if definitely <laughs> happened dot edu. Oh but it should be noted, Andrew, <laughs> that what if is not the first instance that a what if ever what if or if and then what it at the same time. So I I thought it'd be fun. And by thought, I meant I I did this a couple of, I had this thought about a month and a half ago. And then we're just getting around to it now. I thought it'd be interesting to talk about some of the other, as since what if just finished up to talk about some of the other alternate storylines. There's been a a lot of these through the years. Some of them are more infamous than others. Some of them obviously inspired on the Marvel side, inspired some of the what if episodes that we got and others have have inspired other like dc animated movies and things like that we
0: have actually reviewed some of these uh maybe not maybe not well some of the ones i actually have one that we've reviewed i tried to stay away from them mostly because
1: we have done quite a bit of them yeah 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 i mean i I, there's one or two that i have (coughs) edit that out or keep it in i don't give a shit there's one or two that i think After a while, I can't remember if we have or not, but I think there's one or two that we have reviewed that I'll even throw in just as a mention. Yeah, I've
0: got some honorable mentions
1: as well. If we've talked about it, I'll just do a brief mention of it and then we'll kind of move on from it. But I thought I would start off with something, just a common thread as far as a couple of what ifs, a couple of alternate universe stories. That have gone on, at least in D.C., because there's always a, a few that have happened, which is usually something about Superman not being picked up by the Kents. It's like a common thread that you, they've done a couple of different ones with that are always to varying degrees of success. There's the nail, which, which I think we've talked we, about. we have yeah. talked about that, right? I was like, I can't remember... I know you and I had talked about it Yeah, in front of my face or not. I can't remember. <laughs> one of our, I think one of our early it was ones. One so of we our were early still ones. on one
0: microphone. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. 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 But there's the nail. There's one called speeding bullets that I have not read yet that I actually want to read, which is about. So the nail, by the way, is about if uh, if the Kents got a nail in their tire and then cause them to miss uh Kal El's ship landing in the middle of Smallville. There's one that I haven't read from Elseworlds. By the way, Elseworlds, because uh, it'll get mentioned, Elseworlds was an imprint around the '90s. From and that DC, was kind of was, like
0: Marvel's "What If," right?
1: Yeah, it was kind of like their "What If," just without a common thread of like the Watcher. It was just a, a well, right, right. I
0: that like Marvel has comics that are "What If," that the Watcher isn't really the common thread of that. The no, "What If" I'm comics are just
1: the, the Watcher gets like an intro in the "What If" in things. the show. Yeah, but I don't think in the comics. I think in the comics, he? they're just. I thought he just I thought he did did kind of the speech at the be- the first page of every whatever. Oh, I, I might know. be wrong.
0: I could be wrong too, but I don't remember that.
1: <laughs> but uh, Elseworlds was one that a lot of these are Elseworld stories from like the, the 90s, early 2000s, things like that. Speeding Bullets is one that I've not read that I've been wanting to read, which was actually about if Thomas and Martha Wayne actually found Clark Kent uh, once he crash-landed and adopted him. And so he becomes Batman, essentially, but with the powers of Superman.
0: So is his brother Bruce? I don't know. All right, you haven't haven't read read it. it. (laughs) I
1: think think they don't end up—no, maybe he is, or Bruce dies. They had an infant son, Bruce, who died, and then they found Clark Kent, something like that. I, I'm not sure, or and they, but they name him Bruce Wayne, or they don't end up having Bruce Wayne. They find Clark Kent, but they name him Bruce Wayne, and so Bruce Wayne essentially becomes Batman, but with the powers of Superman. That that I think that's what it is. Right. Again, not read it, so you know could be anything. Quality research I've done there. <laughs> the one I actually want to talk about, I think this was a reading assignment, or it's one that you and I have discussed off mic. But, uh, Red Sun. Yeah, yeah. We've, we have, this was a reading assignment from like early, yes. early on, but also I'll just give it a brief mention because it's probably one of the standout ones of what if Superman didn't land in Kansas or whatever the hell. Red Sun is Mark Millar. This is in 2003, where he lands in the Soviet Union.
0: It's like they send it to the same coordinates. But it's like six hours off or 12 hours off or something. So where the earth is spinning. Yes. You know, it's like he's he lands in Russia. He lands in
1: Russia. And they put it in basically the time that Superman premiered as well. So it's not that he doesn't adapt it for modern day. He's like, no, Superman was first published in 1930, whatever. He lands in 1930, whatever. So that way he's a man. He's a grown up by the time like the Cold War happens. And he becomes a weapon for the Soviet Union and how that kind of skews real world events and skews the trajectory of history. And his interactions
0: Union. with the superman list Justice League.
1: Right. And you, yeah, because you get essentially like Soviet Union and some American versions of of D.C. heroes. So you get like a Soviet Batman, you get. I think there's a Green Lantern in there. Wonder Woman, Soviet
0: Batman? I think it's American Batman is, American is fighting Man? Soviet Superman, isn't he? It's maybe been a not. while since read it. i read yeah, I, I, I know he's Me dressed too.
1: in the Soviet Yeah, yeah, guard. maybe I'm wrong.
0: It's, uh, but that's also a similar uh, theme to The End of the Nail also, right? The, like, right? the Justice League minus Superman. Right. That's also a similar – yeah, that, <laughs> it doesn't say much about – like, or, or rather it says a lot about – how powerful this character is. Right. When a lot of storylines are just about like, Hey, what if they didn't have this guy who could do anything? Right. Like that. Isn't that a part of flashpoint as well? That like they find Superman in a, in a, like yeah, in a vault or is, is. or is that the nail?
1: Actually, I forgot. No, uh, it's, you know, he's in a vault a couple of times. I think it's both. There's the nail. He is in something too. Cause he's all like not to He's super skinny, right? Yeah. There's a, there's a term I'm looking for, but. I can't remember. Malnourished, no, decrepit. No, decrepit. Is that right? Sure, sure. Malnourished is what I was thinking. He's like yeah. super
0: scrawny. They're like barely keeping him alive. They're doing experiments on him. I think it might be flashpoint because they let him out and then he just fucks off and they're like,
1: "Whoops." That that <laughs> or maybe he just that's fucks the nail. Off. No, In the nail he is decrepit. Does he fuck he off and then come back? Again, yeah, listen. Anyone except it's clear what has clearly been made stated is that anyone except Jonathan and Martha Kent would have locked this guy in some sort of bank vault for 50 years. Everyone. Or gets, Thomas and Martha Wayne. Oh, right. Right. Who would have locked him in a mansion somewhere. Who
0: actually, yeah, would have locked him in a bank vault, but he would have been diving through coins like, like Scrooge, Scrooge McDuck. McDuck.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much all it comes down to is that if Jonathan and Martha Kane, Martha Kent, if Michael Kane, if anyone else had found he, him, if Michael Kane had found him, <laughs> Locked him in a vault. That's That's what would have happened. (laughs) Yeah. Anyone would have found him, lock him in a vault. You've got to stay in here. (laughs) Not a bad Michael (laughs) Caine. Not bad. Thank you. Not bad. The other note that I'll make about this that I always find really interesting, and this is at the very end. So spoilers for a thing from like literally almost two decades ago. But at the very end, it's circular. If you remember, Earth becomes Krypton. And then he and JorEl sends his son out, not into space, but essentially into time, and then lands again into, and it becomes a full circle thing, which I find is really interesting. I always find that interesting whenever that spin on the on the mythos is taken. Not so much that. There's another one called Distant Fires that isn't on my list that is not great, but it's basically like, if the apocalypse happened and everybody, everybody but the superheroes who could have survived the apocalypse survived, what happens? And then at the end, Earth blows up and Cal el sends his son out as well. So there's that spin on the mythos. But that one is definitely kind of one of the most famous takes on that whole idea of like, what if the Kents didn't lock this kid in a vault? You know? <laughs> What kid do you have locked in a vault, Andrew? Well, in your what if scenario? Oh,
0: oh, yeah. What if a uh, a a, pro- a prostitute that I brought home from the petting zoo? Let me just say there might be five animals if you go back there tomorrow. Oh, yeah. No, I was, so, uh, what, uh, what, what, what do you have? a... do you have an alternate? Oh, I see. First of all, I just want to congratulate you on making your first one all of the Superman ones. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> so my first one is sort of a, um, controversial one because uh, it could be out of continuity it could be in continuity it's hard to tell and it is with all of these that's always true you know what i mean i guess that's true yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it is the cowboy bebop episode toys in the attic the black pudding episode oh because wow. according to edward at the end of the episode everyone bitten by the alien dies true and, uh, and they, cause it's, it's sort of, you, you could miss it if you skip because they, it's in the like, every episode has a like, next, uh, next episode, right. you're gonna see this or whatever. But on this one, while they're showing the clips from the next episode, you hear Edward say, and everybody died except for me. Join us next week when we, when, for, for, uh, uh, the first episode of Cowgirl Ed. And then the other characters are like, what are you doing? Quit clowning around. Don't lie to these people. And that's the uh, end of it. So the whole thing potentially has been a, a just sort of a fictional story told by Edward. Interesting. And it's never mentioned <clears throat> again. I mean, a lot of those episodes are not mentioned a second time. I miss this. I think I missed this
1: the first time I watched the show. I like that you went outside the box. I, I did not expect a Cowboy Bebop reference. I should have known better. Really, that's on me at this point. I should always expect a Cowboy Bebop reference from you at some point. Yeah, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. It's not what if, it's what when. Well done. Well done on you. Well done. Well treble. Like right at the end. (laughs) I said the last well done. And as soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, oh boy, here we go. Yeah. But yeah, that's, uh, I think that's pretty, I mean, it's a great episode too. It is. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. Probably. It probably is my favorite actually of the entire series. It's a really good one. Special shout out as well to,
0: uh, and sort of honorable mention. I thought about putting the, the Cowboy Bebop manga on here as well. It's very good. And it's sort of out of continuity.
1: So, uh, this is another one. I'm pretty sure this was a reading assignment. It may not have been, this may predate the podcast, I know you and I have talked about it, but it may predate the podcast itself. Uh, but this is one of one of my favorite ones. This is an obvious World story, probably one of the greatest of all time, and that is, of course, Kingdom Come. Oh yeah, uh, by Alex Ross and Mark Waid from way back in 1996. So, if anyone has not read Kingdom Come, just very briefly, all basically, it's the future, not like a distant future, like just a little bit like far off, like Tuesday. I, 30 years? Let's say that. It's like 30 it's old years. old people. It's not like it's Tuesday. It's people. It's like 30 years from whatever year it is. Right. What, and it, it's progressively 30 years from whatever year it is. Let's say that. All the heroes that we know from the DC universe have pretty much shucked off or retired or died. There's a new bunch of heroes that are brash and young and extreme because it was the 90s back then. And uh, they're killing everybody and they don't, have no regard for anything. And basically, an old preacher is sh- shepherded through the narrative by the specter of the return of Superman and the heroes of old to take back the mantle and teach these young kids a lesson in, you know, value and sanctity of human life. All that other garbage. Here's what I do love about this. What I love about this is that. Because he's a preacher, it uses actual Bible quotes, actual Bible testaments to kind of lay out each chapter. So they use actual Bible text to kind of as a narrative thread throughout the whole thing, which I I always love. There's something about the ability to do that I always admire in a writer. I don't know why. Maybe it's because... It just makes them seem more learned and I can't read that I'm like, oh, you've read books. (laughs) And then you take those books and then you let them inspire you to write other books. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Someone call that stealing. Ah, man. (laughs) I mean, you could, I guess. Yeah. But listen, great writers, good writers borrow, but great writers steal outright. Okay. And And you know what? I stole that quote. <laughs> do you remember when Shia LaBeouf
0: plagiarized someone and then wrote an apology that was plagiarized from someone? I do
1: remember that. Fun. That's a fun little. That's a fun story. <laughs> but I, I love it. I mean, the art is absolutely gorgeous because it's Alex Ross completely yeah, through it's beautiful. some of his best work. Really, it's kind of one of those seminal pieces of work in Kingdom Come. I can't remember if this was a writing assi- yes. a reading assignment for yeah, us. Yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah. I, like I said, I couldn't remember. I know we had talked about it. These are all like ancient days yeah, of the I podcast. Know. Well, in minor, I actually have
0: two that are fairly recent that were reading assignments, like Cowboy Bebop was one. Yeah.
1: Um, all right. Uh, yeah, but, the, uh, there's now we're gonna, after this last one, I, I'm i gonna get into some other, what I think is more interesting stuff. But anyway, uh, one, I'm curious. You have any Marvel ones in there? What do What are we working with there? I actually didn't, because all the Marvel ones basically are "What If." I like
0: didn't I didn't really grab any. I do have some honorable mentions. There are some like like uh, Old Man Logan is one. I hit, mean, me, how,
1: hit me with whatever you got next. Do it. Okay, give it to me. I was going to say if, if you want Knock some. And listen, off. if you want
0: some Marvel ones, we've got House of M, Marvel Zombies, Days of Future Past, Old Man Logan, uh, half of Deadpool's comics. Like oh yeah, that's don't exist in, kills, the, in continuity.
1: Everything, yeah,
0: yeah. But my my next main one that I like actually is another DC one, and it's one we talked about recently, and I gushed about, and I just love it, and I want to bring it back up, which is Green Lantern Far Sector by N. K. Jameson and Jamal Campbell. Now, technically, it is in the main continuity now, but its original purpose was it's it served as a way to sort of like it's part of um, what's that what's that thing that. Um, the multiverse? No. The multiversity? Uh- Gerard Way founded like a subdivision under DC called like an animal crazy animal or something young animal young animal is that it I believe it's young animal but the whole point of it was that hey we could take characters that either don't exist in the DC universe or characters that like don't really have anything to do with what's going on right now and we can sort of put them in their own bubble outside of the canon and then if it doesn't work we can just trash it and say hey don't worry about that it didn't happen in the in the real world or if it does work like with with Greenlander and Far Sector, they sort of wiggle it into the main thing.
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I i mean, again, we could gush about this the whole episode, too, because I love this. I love this series. It's so good. Great character. I mean, really yeah. great. You know, that's the I, great that's, world as yeah. well,
0: like the universe that takes place in is incredible.
1: Yeah, I think that's the mark of any of these good these alternate universe storylines. The mark is, do they make it into the into the regular continuity Uh, in some sort of way. I mean, Kingdom Come, Red Son, they have all been picked up as far as, you know, being acknowledged as being as part of the multiverse somewhere. They all, the Kingdom Come Superman actually made it into the regular continuity at some point. He had a storyline in Justice Society. So it's this idea of like, if they're really good, they're just going to bring it in. But that really marks kind of a seminal piece that they are going to bring these characters in, and for one that is so recent to make her way immediately in, it's it, like it it marks the the creation of a great character. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. The
0: the writer and artist are both um, people of color, and it's about a Green Lantern of color. Green Lantern's an interesting character too. I know it's one of, one of your favorites. Yes, it is because it's not a person. Like you can just like if it yeah. stops working, you can just scrap the character and keep Green Lantern. But he's a different guy or she's a different person or whatever. Right. Which is a very interesting thing. And it's very unlike all nearly. I can't think of anyone else in either DC continuity or Marvel continuity who is like a, a front runner.
1: Yeah. Who does that? One of my favorite things about it is the concept is very malleable. Like the concept of a Green Lantern, you can even it with the same character, even if it's just Hal Jordan through and through. At the basis of it, it, it he is a space cop. Yeah. that's all right. they are. They're all that's all they are. They're space cops. They're essentially like the FBI of space. On each planet, there's local authority, and then you know throughout the universe, there's the Green Lantern core, right? That kind of has this overarching reach. And so, you can do any type of story you want. If you want to do this big, universe-busting, galactic, you know, storyline, you can do that. But if you want to tell, like this is, just basically a noir, you can do that too. And you don't even have to change the character if you don't want to. Well, one of the great things too, you mentioned how malleable the
0: character is. Also, the powers are very malleable. Like, right. they're not overpowered. It's just you can build anything you want in a heartbeat. Right. So, like, what do you do with that? You know? Right. But Which, that is that's also how you get him. someone yeah. cool like John Stewart, I think, was the architect, right? Yes. And yeah. so you get really interesting stuff out of him.
1: But you also allow, then, you know, the attributes of the character to come out, because there have been multiple story points in a Green Lantern arc where their weakness is because they can't Not that they can't build something, a construct out of the ring, but their strength doesn't lie in the ability to do that. Like, Jon Stewart is an architect. He's very mechanical. But on the opposite side, Kyle Rayner was an artist. So his stuff was very, you know crazy and kind of big and out there.
0: And that's that's sort of what I mean, is that when you can do anything, it comes down to who the person is that is doing it. And you can I mean, the sky's the limit.
1: (laughs) Right. But what I'm saying is, like, at a certain point, you know, you can write a Kyle Rayner storyline and then somebody has to go, you know, as great as your constructs are, as beautiful as they are. They're completely pointless. You know what I mean? And you have a character like Jon Stewart who can shepherd him and go, maybe you pale it, you know, scale it back. And it it allows that character to grow into something new, into a new type of hero simply because even though they have the same power set, you know. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. I knew that's what you were saying. I'm trying to, I'm (laughs) throwing, I'm supporting you. Great. Thank you. Hey, I do what I can for you. I'll throw this one out there. This is, I'm going to throw a couple all at once. Okay. Some of which has been reading assignments for us and some of which have not. DC put out after Elseworlds had come and gone in the last, I would say 10, maybe 15. I think it's probably just in the last 10, 10 years or so. They've started putting out certain storylines called Earth One, right? They, you've got Superman Earth One, Batman Earth One. Right now there's Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, uh, no, Titans. And I think that's it. I think I feel like I'm missing something else, but it might I think that's about it. These are all essentially origin stories, but they allow what I love about these is that they they get a writer and an artist together. And they say, you can do an Earth One storyline, you can do whatever you want, and we won't put it out until you're done. So there's no deadline either. So what you get are some really great stories because they weren't rushed. They just, when they have a chance to work on them in between all their other projects, they work on them. And then once it's finished... They put it out. They go, okay, our Earth One storyline is done, and they put it out. So that's why you get like a Jeff Johns, Gary Frank. You've got three volumes of Batman, but you have, I think, two volumes of uh, Grant Morrison doing Wonder Woman or something like that. But these are fi- I I really like. Love- I know I gave you. I think I gave you Earth One Batman, and I think I gave you Earth One Superman at one point too.
0: If you tell me what it's about, I'll remember Earth One <laughs> Batman. The first one was. Is that when he's? When the Joker's Bernie Sanders? Joker's... No, no, no. The
1: Joker isn't in Yeah, it.
0: the Joker's like... He's running for president or mayor or something, and he's like, no, it's no, about no. the
1: top 1%. No, no, that's uh, that's a White Knight. That's another one I could oh, have okay. put on this list, but I didn't. Yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah that, w- that almost made it on the list. Earth One had... Penguin, and at the end, Penguin died.
0: Oh, I don't think you gave me that
1: one. Didn't I? I thought I did. I vaguely remember you giving me Superman Earth 1. Uh, That one I do remember giving you. Maybe I didn't give you Batman Earth 1. Superman Earth 1 is the one where... The first Does it volume, end with him boning Lois Lane? It's not, but he bones someone else. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 that's what it is. That's what it is. But there's three volumes of that, and like I said, there some of these are great, and some of them are pretty true to you know what this character normally has. Like like the Superman one that you have. The other, some of the other ones, Green Lantern Earth one. Hal Jordan is an astronaut, oh. and he discovers. The Green Lantern Corps, which has already been destroyed at this point. It's very out there, but you get some really interesting storylines. One of my favorites I've been meaning to give you is Titans and Titans is basically a group of kids in like a small, if you imagine the town from like life is strange, they all live in like one of those like North Pacific towns. Sure. Yeah. And then they all of a sudden start getting these weird powers and you find out why and they're the titans basically. That's cool. But it's a completely alternate origin story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like I said, the cool thing about these is that they take so long to come out. But they take so long because they go, okay, here's the writer and the artist. You guys work on this, do whatever you want. Make sure you don't fuck it up. Yeah, take your time. <laughs> yeah, take your time. But like you have other stuff that you're doing for us. Work on those first. Right. But we then, would rather have it be good than rush. Yeah. And kind of in your free time essentially finish this. And then when it's finished, then we'll put it out. Like there's been That's a flash cool. one and an Aquaman one that have come and gone like in and out of production a couple of times over that haven't come out because they were like, Oh yeah, we were, we were working on it for a while and then we were working on something else and we got busy doing that. And then we were working on it a while and then we, and so it's just not coming out yet. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, but it's, they're great. They're fantastic. And they're all like, um, start to finish. I mean, it's just, they put out book one, and that's the whole tale. There's no multiple issues. It's just one thick, solid book from start to finish, like 67 pages. Or something.
0: So do they put out, because you said some of them have multiple volumes, yes. do they put out all the volumes at a time?
1: No. And that's the I other see. cool thing. Like Gary Frank and Jeff Johns, the guys who did Doomsday Clock, and they've done a couple other things they
0: they'll put out like one arc
1: yeah they put time. out like the first arc and then it got done and then if it did really well they're like do you guys want to do a second one and they're like sure we can do a second one and then they work on that for a while the third one just came out a couple of months ago and i was like this is fucking amazing i love the the batman ones they read like a nolan movie basically huh. like they read like a movie it mo- I'll it, to check really brisk. Out. yeah I'll i'll send you Maybe I'll send you one after we record this and then just be like, if I did give you this, you might remember it (laughs) because I think you you definitely didn't give me the third one. Right. No, I didn't. The first one has Harvey Bullock. Like as a handsome television host, I feel like
0: I would remember that. but okay. I don't know.
1: Right. Some of these are going to be reading assignments in in the near future. Yeah. I know it.
0: Speaking as of like noirish, I should have brought this up at the beginning. But uh, speaking of noirish, um, like Nolan style, we uh, we just finished listening to the first act of the audio version of Sandman. Oh yeah, how is that? And it's it's excellent. Yeah, yeah. I, I there it it comes and goes. Like I wish there was more. Of like the main set of people, but there's a lot of like, hey, for the next 35 minutes, we're talking about this character who you've never heard of before and you're never going to hear about them again. And it's like, right. OK, I guess, which I'm I'm like, OK, like uh, Neil Gaiman is a great writer, but he doesn't always keep my interest. Right. Uh, he doesn't always he keep my attention on. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good. The acting is phenomenal. Like the voice acting is incredible. James McAvoy is not human,
1: but it's excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. Was that yours or was that (laughs) that just a a rambling? You kind of said you you finished a sentence in such a finality that I was like, did I miss it?
0: I wanted it to be over because I was like, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about. So I just tried to end it as quickly as possible.
1: I mean, at the end of the day, what really are we talking about? I don't know, Chris. I'm not sure. I'm not fully awake right now. Anyway, go on yes oh boy are we in a news episode <laughs> oh, no, God.
0: where am i who are you people where's my sheep where's my sandwich <laughs> continue my next one is all of the dragon ball z animated films uh, all right i'm walking away jesus christ sort of i'm not gonna go through them no, one by no, one i'm done oh no, goodbye no, this. welcome everybody no. i'm your host yeah. andrew dunn I take a stand no, this is where I'm your I draw host, Andrew Dunn. Chris no longer works
1: here. This Thanks is for where joining I draw me. i the line here and now. This is the hill I die on, Andrew. I am not getting into the entire Dragon Ball Z mythos. <laughs>
0: Well, if this is the hill you're going to die on, I'll drag your body off at the end of the episode because we're doing it. Oh, boy. Dragon Ball Z has had like a series of like 13 animated – actually, now it's on like 15 animated films because the show's been around for like – it's still going. It's been around for like 30 years. I think it was during the Civil War. That's right. Right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. That's right. I believe it was uh, – Who's the? uh who are the people in the Civil War? Lincoln. Grant. You're thinking about Lincoln. <laughs> I was thinking of Grant. I think he's wow. – who's the – Lee, right? I believe it was Lee, General Lee, who said – uh My dearest Hannah, I cannot wait to get back home and click on Funimation so I can see what has happened to Vegeta.
1: First of all, okay, I'm going to break this down a couple of different ways. One, the fact that you can now just wax on poetically about all 15 Dragon Ball Z movies, but you couldn't remember one of the generals from the Civil War... (laughs) is definitely a problem that we have with the public school system. Two! Alright, so first off, Say okay. the word Vegeta in a southern dialect <laughs> is very disturbing. I can't fully express why, <laughs> but please don't ever do it again. Is
0: it not disturbing in a northern dialect? Uh, as well? say,
1: say it now. Say it in, you know, Vegeta. No, nah, it's still disturbing now that I yeah. think about it.
0: So let's get into this because I can talk about this for literal hours. I could do a TED Talk on this. So when the show was going on, There were these films coming out as well. animated films that were like an hour, hour and 10, hour and 20, you know, just easy films that were basically standalone things that involved the characters. But as the films went on, they went on with the show, like going at the same time. So like 30 or 40 episodes of the show would go on and they'd be like, hey, we made a new movie and that would come out. And then like 30 or 40 episodes and then they'd be like, hey, we made a movie. And so they sort of happened around the same time and so you could tell like they're, they're like characters would learn new moves or would have different outfits based on where they had trained cuz for anyone who doesn't know about Dragon Ball Z it's about like martial artists and uh, so they'd be wearing those outfits or whatever that are associated with that time period in the show. That was but the simplest an-
1: sum up of Dragon Ball Z I've ever heard. It's, it's about martial artists. It's about like fantasy
0: martial artists great. who. Nope. nope grunt, let's just leave it at for that. 30 okay, minutes. Okay, great. At a time. But interestingly enough, so uh, there's a video that I watched just recently while preparing for this because I was like, I know that they're technically not in continuity. I've heard that from people before, but I'm not super sure why. And I found a YouTube video that is an hour long that goes into every reason. But I'm just going to say the first thing, which is that at the beginning of the first film they come up with that they released, Goku shows his friends that he has a child now, a son, and they freak out and they're like, you have a son? Oh, my God, that's crazy, you know, because time has passed or whatever. That also happens in the animated series right as Like, a different event is happening. So, I think that this is... So, like, that event is... There's this character named Raditz who comes to Earth and he kidnaps Goku's son because he's Goku's brother and he wants to, like, hold him hostage or something. It's a whole thing. So, I think that it's interesting because you can look at this as, what if Raditz never came to Earth? Because they're all... That's the other thing, too. All the characters are wearing the same clothes as... In the TV show, when they find out that Goku has a son and when they find out that Goku has a son in the film as well, they're wearing the same exact clothes. They have the same hairstyles. So it's it seems like what they're doing is there's a a splitting off point in the timeline where what if this big catastrophic event didn't happen? And that sparks off a separate timeline that only exists in the animated films.
1: If you're looking for can some you sort of response... Can not say anything about this? You I, can't I'm, say you know, anything? <laughs> what do you want me to say? Okay, so... Um, I'm making this super accessible for you. You are. I will applaud you. I was actually able to follow... <laughs> I'm going to say 76% of what you said, <laughs> which okay. on the whole is way more than I can usually follow about any Dragon Ball Z conversation. So is there is there an actual, like crisis on infinite earth event that happens that causes a split in the timeline. Or is this just like a hypothetical, this is
0: more of a like fan theory. Okay. But that's the thing is that like, there is a continuity in the films that right. like they reference back to other events in the films, film, but not like to the in series. other films. Right. 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 And they will reference other events in the series as well, but there are certain events that it seems like happen in the series that don't happen in the movies. There's also like time travel right. in both the TV show and the films that like there's a whole saga where like a character goes back in time and is like, hey, uh, I went back in time because there's I come from like a, an apocalypse that happens in, you know, two weeks right. and we've got to prepare you guys to make sure that doesn't happen or whatever. And then that doesn't happen and they change the timeline. So I like the the fan theory is that this one event that happens that kicks off the Dragon Ball Z series mm-hmm. doesn't happen. And it's like, what would happen if that didn't happen? And so you get this branch off of the timeline, and those are the movies. That is the movies, and then it's it's not until the fourteenth movie, which is you you know, Dragon Ball Super is the one that's like right after Dragon Ball. I've Z. have heard of right. Sure. So Dragon, of course. Or, or, who
1: doesn't know that Dragon Ball Super <laughs> is the one that's right after Dragon Ball Z? I mean, sure, come but on. it's the one that's still going.
0: Dragon Ball Z isn't going. Super is still going. So the fourteenth and fifteenth film are going alongside Dragon Ball Super, and it seems like those might be in the same universe.
1: So now it's... So it's it's done this? It's gone Maybe, like, or or it's more like...
0: And people can't see this if they're
1: listening. Doesn't matter. I'm just... I just Chris like, is showing that the second timeline
0: eventually goes back to the original... Like, it bends back in. I'm
1: literally doing it because I enjoy watching myself do this on That's camera. fair. That's I all. think
0: more accurately... It doesn't go back to it cuz it's n- it's not within the continuity of the older films. It's still in the main series continuity. So it's not that that continuity goes back. That film continuity keeps going. These two films just happen to be in the same
1: continuity as the show. Hold on a second. I have a nosebleed. Hold on a second. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. This is... Oh, man. This is a whole There's also episode. a cool
0: moment. Uh, <laughs> this is actually also a, a I'm just going to keep talking. This there's is This is also a, uh, a thing that... Is one of those like little details that shows that the movies could not be in the same continuity as the series, which is that that character who goes back in time to say, "Hey, there's an apocalypse coming up,"
1: is blonde. No,
0: no. he has this like sword. He's like the coolest character in the show. Everybody loves him. He's he's like everyone's favorite character. But he has this <laughs> I'll like. I'll
1: be the judge of that. You
0: should watch it. I'll I'll assign it to you. I'll assign Don't all four hundred episodes and all the movies Do it. He's got uh, <laughs> this awesome sword that he uses. Like, so that's something that happens. Is like when he comes back in time. The main heroes are, like, facing this enormous threat that has just come up, and they don't know if they're going to be able to beat this thing. Half of them are wiped out because this, like, one guy showed up who's super powerful, and then out of nowhere, this guy with a sword shows up and just cuts that guy in half and is like, hey, you assholes, quit fucking around. All right. (laughs) And they're like, how did you do that? And he's like, I'm really strong because I'm from the future. Now, quit fucking around. We got worse things than that guy that are about to come up, but he has this cool sword, and you see how he gets the sword in that as well, because he tells a story about what his world is like. And you can see that world and the events that led up to what happened in the movies uh, in actually the the last movie, the 13th movie. there's a character who shows up with that sword who's like locked in. He's basically like trapped in a, a like an alternate dimension. Right. And they accidentally release him. And at the end of the film, he's like, hey, kid. To this like ten year old, he's like, "I like you. Take this sword," and he like hands him his sword, and that's the sword in the Movies. movie universe yeah. that that kid will get. But he gets it in a different way in the series, so like it's a whole thing.
1: Yes, it is.
0: Wow, I love that show, and you should watch it. I actually there is a a series where they took they consolidated it because like Dragon Ball Z has like two hundred and sixty episodes, and then they like cut out all the bullshit and they made us a, a version of an official version that's made by the same production company. That's like 80 episodes instead.
1: Oh, and they just cut out all this other shit that, yeah, all the,
0: uh, you know, all that shit.
1: Yeah. The fact that when you cut out all the bullshit of a series, it still consenses it down and you still have 80 episodes. Well,
0: it's, it is a bit like, I used to tell people this all the time. It's a bit like a soap opera. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Cause the first series, Dragon Ball, Goku is like six, I think, and you yeah. watch him grow gradually. I don't fully understand how the animators do it. Cause you don't notice it happening until you go back and watch the old episodes or if you like zoom forward and see how different, but they age pretty steadily and there's no big jumps or anything it's very interesting
1: anyway what have you got listen i know eventually i'm gonna have to just delve into this i I don't know that
0: i want to assign it to you also because i tried rewatching it and i got like three episodes in and i was like oh no this is really bad
1: (laughs) and i shut it off yeah yeah (laughs) well let me tell you if you think that's crazy if you think that's uh-huh. convoluted. I don't. Do you think that's a mess? I think it's easy. Oh, yeah. Great. All 280 thousand <laughs> episodes or whatever. Yeah, that. it's not that hard. Yeah. Let me take you back. All right. To something even just weirder. All right. Have you ever heard of the Amalgam Universe? No. <laughs> oh, Andrew. Ow, I hit my elbow. But let me tell you, the Amalgam Universe. I, I love it. I love it so much, Andrew. It's, what is this like
0: a Battlestar Galactica thing?
1: No, it's not. It's a DC thing. And it's a Marvel thing. 1996. We all remember 1996. It was a great time, <laughs> right? Barely. I was like seven or something. Shut your whore mouth. Now, 1996, DC and Marvel actually come out with a series called DC versus Marvel. Who won? That's the thing. No one fourish. No one. Of course, no one. Yeah. Four issues. Four issues that you can read where no one wins. <laughs> but what happens is this: some entity that is like betwixt the universes, kind of oversees all of them, uh decides that they have to fight for whatever. You know, the the the, the tale is old as time. Universes have to fight. One will win. One will lose. One like will get a war. Exactly. Yeah. And so. They pit all the characters together, uh, you know, they pair them off and they all battle and all this good shit, whatever. And then there's four issues in between issues two and three, they decide to merge the DC and the, in the Marvel universe into an amalgamation or it's they like to call it the amalgam universe. Right. And they took all these characters and actually gave them all first issues And so this is where you get some real gems. Ready? Uh, So wait. So wait a
0: minute. So wait a minute. So they mixed characters together into one one character.
1: One Marvel mix it together. So not just the universe was mixed
0: together. The characters. No, literal
1: characters are merged together. So they they rewrite both the Marvel and the DC universe as one universe, and they merge characters together. This sounds like something an action figure company would do. It it does, and it it's. Incredible. Uh, uh, okay, so here's a couple of the characters that that happened because of the Amalgam Universe. Ready? You have Super Soldier, which is a mix of Superman and Captain America. All right. Here, wait. I should have I should have set up pictures, but I'm gonna here, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this on the fly. All right. Because if you if you're not looking at it, there you go. I'm just gonna hold it up to you. Ready? There you go. Look at that. Look at that.
0: It just looks like Captain America.
1: Yeah, but the shield shield is a giant-ass shield. Cool. Wait, it gets better. It gets better from here. Get excited. Are you excited? Are you feeling this? I'm so excited. I bet you are. I'm excited for Iron Batman. Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Iron Batman. Come on. Let's see. There's Spider-Boy. Yeah, here it is. Just looks like Spider-Man. No, it's a mix. of. Why do they Super all Boy just look like the Marvel ones? And and Sp- wait, hold on. We're getting we're getting into it. Hang on.
0: Oh, wait, wait. Oh, I know. I can. I've got one. I can predict one. I bet I can predict Black Widow mixed mm-hmm. with Wonder Woman.
1: Black woman. It's just it's just Amanda Waller. Yeah, that's right. There's uh let's see. Dr. Strange Fate. This one looks more like the dc one There you go.
0: no he looks like dr strange with the dr fate helmet
1: the helmet is all that dr fate has okay that's all he has <laughs> he's
0: just naked it's, <laughs> yep it's, it's, <laughs> that's why you've never
1: noticed he's naked before it's or he's like he's just in a t-shirt and jeans yeah like. uh because really once you hit the helmet you don't need anything but this is my favorite ready you mentioned, you mentioned Batman? Yeah. Who do you think Batman gets crossed with?
0: Well, I thought Iron Man, but now I'm second-guessing myself. Let me think
1: about it. You should. Let me, okay. let me think about it. Let I me would, think about uh, it. This is the best one of all. This is the best one of all. All right. Think about Think about it. You will not get this. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't. I give up. Wolverine.
0: Oh, yeah. I would never have gotten that. Not in a million years.
1: a character which desperately needs... A toy line, an animated series, a live-action film, Dark Claw. Ready? Here. it's a good name. It's pretty good. That's pretty badass it's Terrifying. Right there. That is 90s dripping all over right there. <laughs> it is... This screams 1990s. Yeah, this 100%. Image. Oh, man. I... I wish they would bring this back, actually. I, the, every once in a while, somebody, they, they like toy with bringing it back. I think this is a fantastic idea. It's
0: really only a matter of time. There's a 0% chance they'll keep the same characters, but it's only a matter of time before they mix universes again.
1: Dark Claw actually did so well that they also did, they did like a, a normal Dark Claw, con- like a, every one of these guys got like an issue one. And then, uh, Dark Claw did so well, they also did, Dark Claw, the animated series issue oh. one as well. So the Bruce Tim style right. Dark Claw. Let me see if I can find that one. That was pretty good too. That, is, that sounds cool. Oh, here it is. Yeah, here you go.
0: Yeah, that's pretty baller.
1: Yeah. Isn't that good? This, yeah. Andrew, if this is not your next cosplay, <laughs> then you're not living life the way it's meant to be lived. I think lived. I could pull that off. You could pull that off really well. Yeah. By the way, Marvel actually does recognize this as part of their multiverse. The Amalgam Universe is officially in Marvel as Earth 9602. Oh. Yes. 96 because it came out in 1996. Zero 2 because it's an alternate universe. There you go. I just put that together on the fly. I want credit for that. I did not know that until I just looked at the number and went... Oh, I get
0: a 0-2 because it's an like. Do all of their alternate universes? I have
1: no idea, but I would I assume because nine two. six zero one would be. I don't know what the nine six zero one, but ninety six has to be because it was in nineteen ninety six, right? Yeah, probably. Okay, I would great. assume.
0: Maybe they already had a nine six zero one. I was
1: gonna say something else big happened in nineteen ninety six that I don't know or about, or they
0: just picked it at random and they were like, I don't know, nine six zero one, and then they were like, Oh fuck,
1: we should have used that one for not for this one, <laughs> and they're like, Too late. Yeah. They, They're like, why didn't you use zero one? It's not taken. And they're like, oh, fuck, it's not. I just assumed.
0: You should have done nine six nine six, but it's too close to their password. Six nine six nine. True. It's it's
1: it's 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 ridiculous, Andrew. It's just ridiculous. Is it good? I don't remember and I don't (laughs) care. It's just I love this idea. They literally just took everything and they were just like, let's just fucking. Fucking. Just. Get in there, Wolverine. You will fit this fucking cow. Like, they just mash it in there. It doesn't make any sense. It's complete and utter chaos. Do you
0: remember if the characters' names, like the aliases, like, is it like Bruce Logan or something? It'll
1: be stuff like that. Uh, some of them are. Let me see. Wonder Woman and Storm, by the way, was another combination. Hold on. Let me see. Uh, Legends of Dark, Dark Law. Logan Wayne. Logan Wayne. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Super Soldier is... Just Clark Kent, who is human, who physically resembles Steve Rogers. So they really phoned it in on that one now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. They kept this going for a while. Oh, I found the best one. Ready? Lobo the Duck. (laughs) <laughs> i want to read that right now Wait, hold on let me i gotta i i don't even remember that one holy shit i gotta look this one lobo up lobo the duck lobo the duck oh my god right i yes yes they're on they made trade paperbacks of these they made they they consolidated them into a bunch of trade paperbacks, and then up. every once in a while they would like bring a new trade paperback out even after this came and went like the popularity for this universe actually was pretty strong. Yeah, I bet. Because the series came out in 96, right? hmm And then over a year later, they did another collection of them as well after the series had ended. So people like still wanted something from this. I think it's a fascinating. I like I said. I honest to God wish DC would also put it in their in their continuity. I don't think they will because then if Marvel has it in their continuity, then technically these two universes are connected in some sort of link, sort of some sort of Venn diagram of awesome.
0: It really is only. Matter- We're going to get that in a movie eventually. Oh man, it's only a matter of time. It might not be this set of. Let actors, me say this, but-
1: Sam Raimi, if you have any sort of balls on you. You will have a Dark Claw appearance in your in your your Doctor Strange movie in your Doctor Strange Fate. Your Stephen Fate movie, it could be. I'm just saying this is I mean, come on. Who doesn't want more of this? Who doesn't want Lobo the Duck?
0: Okay, but if they do Lobo the Duck, they have to do it with the exact same mechanical shit that they did for the Howard the Duck movie.
1: Yes, absolutely. Like the same No, I puppet. mean literally like pull the same puppet out of storage and just dust it off yeah, and then just what, yes. and uh, you need to put just sharpen the marker the yeah. black around. Yes. a 100%. Just put a mop on the top and then and spray paint it black for the hair. Duct tape a gun into its hand. Yes, absolutely. I don't care that it no longer runs anymore. <laughs> Halfway through the film one eye literally just Boings out on a spring. It's, it doesn't matter. It's fine. It's totally fine. The jaw, the bottom beak, just falls off. It's sparking everywhere. The whole, the whole thing. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, it's probably good. it's
0: probably in a Chuck E. Cheese somewhere right now. Oh god.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've, how the mighty have fallen. He's probably. <laughs> He's probably got a drinking problem. You know, <laughs> he's like, you know, I was in a mo- I worked with Lucas. I l- worked with George Lucas. And they're like, yeah, whatever, Howie. Your 15 minute break is up. Like, well, I'm going out for a smoke. You got to clock out for smoke breaks, Howard. Since when? <laughs> Screw you, Greg. What did you say? Nothing. I'll be I'll be at there in a minute.
0: This took a dark and unfunny turn. My next one is a, a little movie called Masked and Anonymous, which might be one that I think we have talked about, but it's uh, it's it's one that like slipped way under the radar. A lot of critics really hated it. It's one of my favorite films. It's an interesting. I'll start with just the. Um, Summary, like the plot summary. Okay. An iconic rock legend, Jack Fate, is bailed out of prison to perform a one-man benefit concert for a decaying future North American society. The film touches on many subjects, from the futility of politics, the confusion of loosely strung government conspiracies, and the chaos created by both anarchy and 1984-styled totalitarianism. It further reflects on life, dreams, and God's place in a seemingly increasingly chaotic world. This sounds exactly like an episode of The Gilmore Girls I once watched. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. It might have some of the actors in it. You want to listen to, uh the cast list for this because it's going to blow your
1: mind it's sean gunn's going to be in there
0: i wish the person who wrote it is also one of the main characters and that person is bob dylan
1: the hell is going on right now?
0: It stars Jeff Bridges, Penelope Cruz, John Goodman, Jessica Lange, Luke Wilson, Angela Bassett, Stephen Bauer, Michael Paul Chan, Bruce Dern, Ed Harris, Val Kilmer, Cheech Marin, Chris Penn, Giovanni Ribisi, Mickey Rourke, Christian Slater, Fred Ward, and Robert Wisdom.
1: What the hell is going on right now?
0: It takes place in an America that has taken over Central and Southern America. What is the name of this masked and anonymous and essentially like America has become like a desolate wasteland that's like full of drugs and like Colombian drug lords and cocaine and Mickey Rourke becomes the president basically and he he's basically it's very interesting because he's basically a a Donald Trumpian president where he's all about like no we're going to go to war with the rest of the world fuck the rest of the world. Um, it's the first thing I ever saw Giovanni Rabisi in. If you've ever – you've probably heard me do a, a monologue from this movie. Giovanni Rabisi comes in. He gives one, like, n- pretty long monologue, one short monologue, and then he's never seen again. And the monologue is about how he comes from a village in the mountains and how he joined the anti-government, like, rebels. But then he found out that the things they were doing were as bad as the government – So he joins this other group that's fighting the rebels, but then he finds out that they are funded by the government. And so he just joins the government like special forces. And so while he's working for them as a soldier, he burns down a village and he says they killed everyone, the women, the children, the men, every single person. And then he says, it was my village. So he joins the he has one monologue where he goes through this cycle of like, He joined the rebels so he could save his town. And in the end, he ends up joining the government special forces and killing everyone in his own town. Uh,
1: This is made in 2003. What the hell is so first of all, so the alternate universe that this is branching off of would be real life. Is that what we're saying? Is that what this is? (laughs) Well, it's it's a
0: little bit like what if I mean, it kind of is. It wasn't at the time, but it's a little like what if George Bush went all in and like
1: directed by Larry Charles, who wrote on Seinfeld. That's correct. Well,
0: okay, so there's there's also a history of this movie as well that starts with Bob Dylan meeting with him. After watching a ton of Jerry Lewis films and he was like, I want to write a movie and I have a bunch of ideas. I have character names. I have like phrases. And he basically like dumps out a hat with a bunch of pieces of paper with shit written all over it. And Larry Charles starts working. It with just,
1: I assume how Bob Dylan travels all the time. Yeah, it's 100%. just a hat full of pieces of paper on top of his head. He just pulls the hat off and just Bits of paper to spray everywhere onto every table. Listen,
0: Joan Baez, who dated him for a while, tells this story about how she woke up in his bed one day and she leaned over the bed because the floor was covered in pieces of paper because Bob Dylan had not slept yet and instead had been up all night typing furiously on his typewriter, writing songs. He had written about 30 songs that night and threw them all over the room. She picked up one and said, oh, my God, this is beautiful. Would you mind if I sang this? And he said, "Sure, I was going to throw it in the trash."
1: What song was it?
0: I, I think it was with God on our side. It's one of her like more famous ones. But like, it's it's he's an insane dude. Like Bob Dylan is the his mythos. The mythos surrounding him is incredible. But the movie acts sort it. it Runs the course uh, similar to a Bob Dylan song where, like, you don't quite always know what people's intentions are. You don't always know who's doing what. And you can't quite understand what they're saying. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's correct. Excellent. And everyone's got this nasal twang for some reason and an acoustic yeah. guitar. It's very strange. Yeah. Val Kilmer gives a, a beautiful monologue as well that I've thought about memorizing and using for auditions about killing animals. Uh, it's very it's a very interesting it's a crazy movie you should really check it out everyone should give it a chance it has a lot of very famous people who come in give one monologue or are in one scene and then they fuck off for the rest of the movie
1: this is crazy I love that this segment now just drifted off into us just basically trying to out weird each other (laughs) out. But the (laughs) the
0: alternate universe component is that it's sort of like, what if we went all in on like, we're going to control the rest of the world. And so we, we continue to conquer. So like Colombia is now part of the United States. Mexico is part of the United States. Like we just start sending soldiers further and further south, trying to just like become the owners of the world.
1: Right, 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 right. Wow. This is crazy. Oh, I'm just looking at how long we've been recording. We should end on that and go on to the reading assignment That's a now. good idea. Would you uh, like let me to do, do some,
0: that? Let me do some honorable mentions, including the OG What If It's a Wonderful Life. my God, wow. <laughs> Which is the original What If. Wow. Uh, Shout out also to the Star Wars Expanded Universe, which as soon as Disney bought Star Wars was no longer in canon. Until it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. That's right. For television, we have the Simpsons Halloween specials, the community episode Remedial Chaos Theory, uh, which has like six different alternate universes. We have uh, Man in the High Castle, which is about like what if the Third Reich won? We have Futurama's What If Machine episode uh and the Flash TV show, which does a bunch of stuff with like Flashpoint and all that stuff, as well as the comics. The Flash comics do it a lot as well. We already talked about I think all of these Superman, Red Sun, House of M, Marvel Zombies, Days of Future Past, Old Man Logan. Oh, we talked about the nail as well. Yeah. And uh and all almost all of Deadpool. Yeah. So those are my honorable mentions. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: I mean, uh, you know, there's like I said, Elseworlds. You can go back and check them out. They they've collected a lot of them into trade paperbacks, and and you can check a lot of them out. Some are collected by characters. Some are just whatever. They're just by year or whatever they are. Uh, Some are good. Some are not so good. Some are whatever. So, you know, you can kind of pick and choose your own. And if you haven't watched the Marvel What If Show on Disney+, Plus, give it a watch. It's pretty good. There you go. There you go. Okay. Let's go on to reading assignment. Let's do this. So I gave you Superman American Alien by Max Landis. This is basically, uh, it's it's kind of fitting. It's not quite a what if scenario, because it is even though it's not in the continuity of the DC universe, it's pretty straightforward origin story of Superman, but told in different sections of his life and a little and a little differently. Uh, What did you what you, um, what did you think of this? Yeah, so I don't have a
0: whole lot to say about it. So this might go pretty quick. I thought it was fine. Yeah, like uh, we we did this because we got it recommended to us by I think at least two different people.
1: Yes, who yeah. said like, oh, this read is this incredible. As well. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, they were like, this is amazing. This is like the greatest Superman
1: story or whatever. And I was like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I really like this in that I think maybe it it depends on how people recommend this or how people talk about it. If you say it's a great Superman story, I say mm, maybe not. If you say it's a great Clark Kent story then I'm more inclined to agree. I think I actually a really disagree good... with that. So like okay. I
0: watched I watched an interview with Max Landis who wrote this and uh he he had two quotes that stuck out to me particularly. One is this is not a Superman comic, it's a Clark Kent comic. And right. he also says this isn't an origin story. I think both of those statements are complete bullshit. This is not a Clark Kent story. This is not a story about a guy who's like trying to, like, get an article for his job or whatever. This is a story about a dude who finds out he has superpowers and then learns how to use them. This is a Superman story.
1: (laughs) It is, but what I'm saying is that I think you get a more... Uh, nuanced and a more human aspect to the idea of Clark Kent—that the trial, a trial and error of becoming who Superman becomes. For sure, I think. but
0: that's just an origin story. Like any origin
1: story, has all of that. Yes, it is an origin. Story. I'm not debating whether or not yeah, it's yeah. an origin story. I I'm no, just no, saying, I know, I know.
0: I'm just saying, like, if you're doing an origin story for a superhero. Right. You have to. It's still a Superman. I, I get what you're saying. Yes. It is more of a down to earth. It it explores the like emotional connection that he has to it. It is less about Superman saving the day and right. more about the alias's connection to that superhero. Yeah. But for me as well, it's like I kind of wanted a Clark Kent story, and I didn't feel like this delivered on that. This is still a Superman story to me.
1: See, I, and I think where I why diverge on you on that is that. You're getting... You're right. You're not getting the hero aspect. Of it, you're not getting the save the day aspect of it. But you're building... As opposed to most origin stories are like... They kind of focus on the practical things of like... You know, oh, this is, this is the story of when he discovered his heat vision. This is the story of when he discovered his flight. This is how he got the cape. This is when he moved to Metropolis. And you get some of that because it has to happen. But I think most of this is more... How do you get the ethos that is Superman. How do we build up to that? Right? So it doesn't simply happen from a nice speech from Jonathan and Martha Kent. You know, it's not a quick thing where they just instill values and then intrinsically Clark Kent from age two on has these hardcore values that he just goes with. He discovers them one by one, you know, the like for instance, the storyline of him as a teenager is a way I've never seen Clark Kent before. And that is basically like a normal teenager. Like he curses a little bit. He gets into trouble. He accidentally and then he accidentally kills a well, guy. Well, that's
0: another thing, though, is I'm like what he's he doesn't feel like super. I, there's something about superheroes that I I don't even know if I can put this into words, but there's something about them that should feel relatable. And then there's stuff about them that should feel different from us. Right. And it depends on the character as well. And for me, like. He's kind of a dick. I don't care about him because he's kind of mean to people like he's selfish. And I'm like, OK, I guess like cool asshole. Like, I I don't know. You Are know, you talking
1: about. Throughout the whole arc? Are you talking about just in that one spot? No,
0: no, yeah. Throughout the whole arc. Like he's he's super mean to his friends. He he's a baby about a lot of stuff. Like he flies to the moon
1: because he's angry at his friends. Right, but this is what I mean. I, I, I this is something that you would not normally see this character do. But what they're saying is like this is how you get to that point. He has to fail in these regards in order to be able to understand why he shouldn't do that and why he can't. Do I don't that. know.
0: I guess I, I didn't really feel like it, the way that those failures happened were like super believable. It felt to me like he was just sort of being a baby about a lot of stuff.
1: I think. Well, I'm not disagreeing with you. I think I think it's not a matter of disagreeing if he's being a baby or not. I think it's a matter of I don't even know what it's a matter of. It's a matter of if that's interesting to read or not i guess it's really what it boils down to you know what i mean if you want to spend time reading that for me i like i said i was like oh this is interesting for me the the part where he's again to go back to when he's a teenager in smallville and he accidentally literally like fries a guy with his heat vision because the police can't figure out who's abducting people and murdering people and he's like i can fix this and then he realizes the consequences of that but
0: that's the thing too is that that's not like at first he's like no nah, i'm not doing anything right <laughs> i'm like right okay but I that's guess. the
1: thing is that he realizes the consequences of sitting back and not doing anything yeah.
0: i i also so like i had a couple things that i wrote down i said kind of a cool superman story but it's a terrible batman story <laughs> it is a terrible batman story. <laughs> like batman just rushes in to fight a guy with no intel on him at all right right which, like, maybe if it's early on, maybe that's why Batman becomes a guy who does Again, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm also like, so here's another question. Superman knows who Batman is now. Does Batman know who Superman is now? He must, right? I, I would assume, yeah. Yeah. So that's a thing that you have to think about going forward. I also wrote the costume origins feel a bit cheap, like the the red cape is a little too chintzy to me that it's his sweater that gets ripped, or I don't know oh, if you have yeah, noticed yeah. that. Yeah,
1: yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and
0: then he just steals Batman's suit. I do <laughs> love like, that. I actually love that. I disagree.
1: I thought that, like, that was really kind of brilliant. Yeah, there's
0: like no. I don't know. Maybe it's it's because it's something I'm used to, and you're the DC guy, not right. me. So maybe it hasn't worn out on me yet. But I was like, there's no moment where he's like, oh, it's the suit. It's the Superman suit. It's, he's just like, I'll just take this
1: guy's thing. But I see again, <laughs> it's that kind of like. I, I, that is a logical choice to me of like, he doesn't create his own suit. He's just like, well, this works. This is, I need to do this. This will work. And then eventually he has to come to the terms of like, well, no, I have to be my own person. I have to create my yeah, own yeah. thing.
0: Do do we ever get to that point though? Don't. No. Mom, He's always in the Batman outfit. Yeah, I think he
1: is actually. <laughs> I'm like, okay.
0: Yeah. It's cool that Jimmy Olsen is black. I thought that was neat. Yeah. It's just a small thing. Yeah. But puts a spin on it. There's no way that his idiot friends and everyone in the town that has seen him do alien stuff don't spill the beans.
1: I find that uh, the one thing I do find that interesting is that they finally are just like, no, the town knows. Like I, the whole town knows. I'll yeah, go, yeah. but there's I, no I, way I that I will grant it can't you that. Get like out, that's you know? that is stretching it. But also, I think that's stretching less than the idea that really essentially always happens in the comics, which is like. He kept this secret from literally everyone except Lana Lang and Pete Ross, except for two people in small town America. Like that to me is more unbelievable than the town knows this kid. He's the local kid. He has all of a sudden weird stuff starts happening. It's him. And then he goes off and becomes Superman and no one goes, remember when weird stuff happened around here like that? (laughs) And then the kid, one kid who left this small one horse town at the same time two Metropolis, Metropolis, and now this other guy (laughs) shows up. That's a weird coincidence. Like that has always been a stretch to me. Whereas I can almost understand. Again, I, I see what you're saying, and I'll grant you it, but I can almost understand a town rallying behind a hometown hero. But
0: we don't see that either. You know what I mean? Like if maybe if I had seen everybody be like, yeah, we got to keep that a secret or whatever, that's our guy. Right. You but know? I, th-
1: I think it's just that un- idea of like, you don't air dirty laundry to outsiders. Like I can, I can go with it. I understand what you're saying. I'm not saying like, I, again, that's not a hill I will die on, but I, I'm like, I like that regard. I think that's more believable than what is normally put forth. Uh, yeah. So there's, there's that. I think these are all kind of like shades of gray with this, yeah. you know? It's, I don't
0: want to sound like as well. I'm saying a lot of bad things about it. I think it's fine. Yeah. If I had to choose good or bad, like Rotten Tomatoes style, I think it's right. good. It is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There are some great moments with like, uh, Slade Wilson. What the fuck is his name? Deathstroke? Deathstroke. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a fun moment. Oh, that's really fun. I also am though a little like. Okay, does no one know what Bruce Wayne looks like, or do Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne look exactly the same?
1: I think that's fun though, because typically in the comics, they're drawn similar. I mean, they're supposed to be. Large, bulky guys with black hair. Like I hear the, you. know, in a comic sense. But I'm just they like, no one on satellite. this boat can tell it's not him. Not a sink. Deathstroke can't. I well, uh, true. But I also think most of the people on the boat are drunk for sure, and morons. But all of
0: them. No one can tell. Like Clark Kent, raised in Kansas or wherever the fuck he's raised, sounds like Bruce Wayne. Like no one can tell. I'm okay with it. I thought it was fun. I aspect, thought it was actually. fun. But every time, the whole time, I was just like, okay. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I think some of it's fun. I think I do like him. I love. Here's something I should say is uh, I love the scenes with Lobo. I love that whole issue. Oh, that
1: issue is amazing. It is
0: very. There is a great catharsis. There's a payoff to this sort of dickhead kid who's who's trying to do the best that he can. And he is trying to be better. Finally, like jumping into the deep end of the pool. And like nearly drowning. <laughs> yeah. There's a
1: come to Jesus moment yeah, yeah, with yeah. that, with that issue. Yeah. It doesn't always feel like it's building a one thing, but if it were to be building to one thing, it'd be that moment. Yeah. Uh, I think it flows really well. There's at least that. I mean, I breeze through this pretty. That's what pretty I was going to say too.
0: It's a, l- I think it's a little too quick for me. Like, I think there's more. I think that's part of the problem for me is that like, I either need more of him figuring out how to not be such a dickhead to people, mm-hmm. uh, and like maybe more of like more things that because not a lot. He only has like one or two fights in this. I, I don't remember how many issues it is, but it's like five or six or something. He really only has like a, a, a handful of like things that you're like okay, and one, and most of them are like they they end in like a page or two, like the first one you see where he's like saving the family or whatever. And then there's like a monster that he like hauls out of a mall or something.
1: Right. I think the, yeah, if there was an issue, uh, an issue, if there was a problem with it, uh, as far as the flow is that I think Max Landis assumes that we will go with whatever he's putting for, we will accept whatever idea he's putting forth. And so he just moves on from it. You know what I mean? Like the idea that a small town will just rally behind this kid and then when he leaves, Metro- uh, leaves for Metropolis and becomes Superman, everyone's mom is the word. Like, they, we just are supposed to accept that idea. And I can accept it, but I understand what you're saying of, like, we should have at least one scene. There's a town meeting. There's something where someone makes a speech of, like, "No, we got to champ this down or the government's coming in and taking a kid. And he's one of our kids.
0: Or even, even you could have, like, a, a page of... um like the guy who helped them, like they borrowed the plane from him coming in and being like, hey, it's cool that your boy's in Metropolis or whatever. And then being like, anyway, on a completely unrelated note, it's cool that that uh, are we are we cool with that super guy who's flying around? We're all
1: good with that. OK, cool. cool, yeah, Cool. But I know? think there needs to be a moment. Like I said, I think the one if there's a drawback, it is the idea that whatever ideas that Max Landis is putting forth, he just kind of accepts that we yeah, automatically that we are filling in the holes. that we're filling in all of the holes and we'll accept all of the holes and just be like, yeah, I'll fill that in for you, which isn't always the, the case. I
0: think it might also suffer from like there aren't that many issues. Yeah. So, like, I think he has to I think there's a lot of fat that probably had to be cut because it is kind of a long it's I mean, it takes place over the course of like 20 years or something. It does.
1: Yeah. I mean, he starts off. It opens, which I thought was a great opening, but it opens like when he's, I don't know, I'm going to say seven or eight of him discovering flight. And then it ends him basically like in the hospital. (laughs) In the hospital, but the Superman we kind of know, you know, starting off like issue one essentially. Of what would normally be like the Superman continuity. That's right. what yeah, I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm behind you on all of this. I'm not. Like I said, I, I understand what you're saying. I really yeah. like this.
0: I and maybe it's because you haven't. Like all of my knowledge of Superman as far as comics goes is just from stuff you've given me. And I know that you've given me a lot of the like top hitter. Right. But if you've, you, know, if arcs, you haven't
1: been through like just reading Superman all the time through years and years and just seeing the right. ups and downs. Cause
0: like comparing it to like All Star or like whatever the one you gave me of, um, where he's like following around Lex Luthor in jail and he can't be Superman. Yes, that's that's All-Star. Oh, is that All-Star? Yeah. See that to me. So that's so interesting to me because I, I thought for sure it wasn't because another one of Max Landis's quotes about this is he calls it the anti-All-Star Superman. But that, to me, is a Clark Kent story. Right. That's a story about just like dumpy Clark Kent trying to get his story and trying to make sure that nobody kills Lex Luthor without showing people that he's Superman.
1: Right. I know what you're saying. Yeah, I can I can understand that. Yeah. If you're I mean, if you've been with DC and you've been reading Superman stories for years, I think this is a refreshing. Change of pace. But if you're coming to this a little more casually, then maybe it doesn't ring as. And not that it doesn't ring as true, but the impact of seeing what this is isn't as resounding. I guess is the best way to to put it. Yeah, I, mean, I I I understand that. I love the Batman cape on him. Like, come on, that, that's kind of cool looking. It's fine. It's cool looking. Whatever. All right. He just stole his outfit. Yeah, I'm gonna die on this hill. This is the hill I'm gonna <laughs> die on. This right here, Andrew. What if he killed Bruce Wayne and then was like, "I'll be Batman." That would have made more sense. Yeah, that's what I would have done. Might as well. If every... I don't understand. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, if if that had, if everything had happened, maybe like. 10 years prior in this uh, with this Clark Kent, he totally would have killed Bruce Wayne and just taken his identity. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. That guy that accidentally fried the murder in Small Town would have totally killed Bruce Wayne and be like Hey everybody, I'm Bruce Wayne. I'm rich! I'm rich, everybody. Look at me. Let's go on a yacht and get drunk. I'm rich. I'm rich. I'm gonna lift this yacht myself. Watch this. Nobody would say anybody. Shh. Watch this. I'm rich, baby. Ha ha! So rich. All right. Cool. You got something
0: for me? I do. We got a request. <gasps> yes. Um, oh, so actually, that's... Oh, I forgot. That isn't going to be your assignment, because I have something to assign for you. That's going to be what we talk about in the next topic episode. Ah, uh, so oh, okay. Cool. The, the thing we got to uh, to discuss is something called Legend of Althea by Royce Adkins. This was uh, uh, recommended to us. Royce Adkins, you may know as the son of Sinbad. <laughs> The comedian. Well, of course, everyone knows that. Yes, I know. But they're they're actually, right now, they're doing a, uh, like a, it's not a Kickstarter, but it's like a Kickstarter. Crowdfunding? Okay. That's what yep. that word is. Uh, they're doing that to try and um, make physical copies of this, and you can get, like, he has two different stories. One of them's Legend of Althea. I um, forget what the other one's called. It's called, like, Bio Heroes or something. It looks pretty cool. But uh, they have a thing I might try to get that uh, you get trade paperbacks of both signed, and there's Ooh. like an enamel pin as well in that, that pack as well.
1: I love a good enamel
0: pin. Yeah. And there's like alternate covers and stuff like that. So go check that out. Check out his Twitter. Uh, his name again is Royce Adkins. A T K I N S, like the Diet? A D. OK. K I N S. Adkins. OK. His uh, Twitter is at Roro Beckley don't know why, but that's fine. That's for him to know and for you to not know. Exactly. So two episodes from now, two weeks from now, we're going to be talking about that. And we're going to be talking about your reading assignment. Yes. Which is Eternals by Neil Gaiman.
1: Oh, oh, I like this.
0: (laughs) So, uh, yeah, Eternals is coming out soon, the movie. So we're going to dive right in. That's coming out real soon. Yeah. November 5th, I think. Ooh, that
1: should probably be our next subject episode.
0: Well, I don't, I don't, we'll see.
1: <laughs> next one is whatever the next one is. All right. You get what you get. Yeah. I do want to try to raise up
0: some smaller voices when we can. Marvel doesn't need our help, but we'll, uh, we'll cross that yes. bridge when we come I'll, to I'll,
1: it. I'll, yeah. I can get behind that. I think that's, that's about it. That's got to be it. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. And you're sick.
0: We should get out of here. It's time for us to end the show. There's nothing else
1: left to do. Nope. Oh, actually, hey Andrew! What? Hey, What's Andrew? That? What? What? What, hey, what is Andrew? it?
0: What? What's going on? Where can they find
1: us? Well, they can find us on
0: Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Google Podcasts, we're on iHeartRadio and Pandora. We're also on Audible. And we're on, uh, what's that other one? Amazon. Amazon Music. Only Fans. We're on, it's only a matter of time. I it's know. Only Fans a matter of time. You can also find us on Twitter, where our handle is at Media Lunch Break. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on YouTube.com slash The Media Lunch Break. We're going to be filming... A video the day after tomorrow, if you feel
1: better. Uh, we'll, we may have to push it back by one day. All right, if we can. We'll figure yeah. it out.
0: You can also find us on TikTok. We haven't not posted a video there very recently, but we will. I promise. As soon as I can figure out how to post a video. No. <laughs> as soon as I can figure out how to do the dances, like the fourteen and fifteen year olds. I'm gonna start doing. There's actually a trend that I really want to do. That's uh, the, it's a mountain goats song. I don't know if you know who the mountain goats are, but I've always been very attracted to goats physically. So uh, as we learned from the New Jersey brothel, but uh, it's a, a song where people are like pretending to drown. Essentially, I don't really know. It's a there's a dance and they go behind a counter and they go below it and then their hands do a dance above the thing. But it looks like they're drowning. Um and I want to do it by putting a, a glass of water right up to the camera and cannonballing like behind it. But so it looks like I'm going into it.
1: Could I just drown you for like, could you waterboard me? Yeah. You're
0: coming over soon. We could do that.
1: Yeah, that's fine.
0: Yeah, that'll be fine. So anyway, we're also on patreon.com slash the media lunch break. If you want to support our show. Yeah. Is this a show? The podcast. i this sure not any- I don't know what this is anymore. Who knows? But you can support us. At Patreon.com slash TheMediaLunchBreak. And there's a lot of cool stuff there if you want to take a look. We got a a new patron recently, Robert Whiston. Whiston, Don't dox him. I don't know if I should have said his last name. It's fine. Don't worry about it. He's one of our patrons, and he's a friend of mine and a friend of yours. You can also find us on our website, which is www.TheMediaLunchBreak.com. And you can send us an email at the media lunch break at gmail.com. We have an Amazon affiliate link in the description for Masks and Anonymous, which is my favorite movie.
1: Oh yeah.
0: That's a good one. Uh, I like and that. maybe the Dragon Ball Z box set. We'll
1: see. Oh, there you go. Yeah,
0: have an extra $600 lying around. Jeez. By the By every episode of Dragon Ball Z Give us a rating and reviewing on iTunes Or SoundCloud or YouTube or anywhere else
1: Really Hey, listen, if you want to trash us You go ahead, you trash us right in those reviews You do it with five stars You give us a five star review, you say whatever the fuck you want, man I'll tell you what, you can I don't care what you say in there You just let her rip Five stars and just have at us You just tear us a new asshole Doesn't even (laughs) matter Five stars, just take us down Two to three notches Five stars. Boom. Done. I love it. You just be
0: like, I hate these beta cucks.
1: Yes. Stupid soy boys. Five stars.
0: (laughs) Thank you to Julie. Thanks, Julie. Who's uh, one
1: of our patrons. We love her very much. We do. Like she's one of our own patrons. That's right. And
0: as as long as she's a patron, we're going to keep thanking her. But the second she
1: isn't. She's dead to me. Gone. Yep. How easy it is. And if you don't like it, Julie, you can leave a five-star review and tell us how you don't like it. (laughs) As always, guys, I mean, obviously, we just talked about the fact that we're going to do this next week, and the reading assignment came via... Two fans of the shows anyway. So as always, like I say before, if you have something you want us to talk about, send it on over. You're a creator, like we're gonna talk about in two weeks, three weeks, four, I don't know. We'll figure out when. But we're gonna be talking about it. You want to create something, get it out there. Let people know that it's happening. You want a little constructive criticism around it as well? Send it over. We love doing those. You got a reading assignment, you're like, hey. Whatever you two idiots were gonna read, stop reading that. Put it down right now. Put it on the desk. Hey, fucking soy boys, put it down. I got some real manly shit for you. Take this, you beta cucks, and then just, and you want us to read that? Done. It's the Alex Jones biography. Absolutely. Well, we could. We will read one chapter of the Alex Jones biography. <laughs> I fucking will. If you suggest it, I'll do it. I'll do it. I would totally. What, two different chap I'll take one chapter and you take another chapter. <laughs> oh God! And then collectively, we'll have read two chapters and we'll compare and contrast the two. Exactly. That's it. that's as easy as it is. I mean, you just send it on over and we'll we'll we always are looking for suggestions. All right, we don't want to work this hard. And if I have to come up with my own reading assignments to give to Andrew, that's tough. That's hard work. I got to sit and there. quite frankly, quite frankly, a lot of the shit that I, I know all the
0: stuff that I like. I don't want, I want to find new stuff that I like. I mean,
1: I'm good, but anyway, but <laughs> you do what you want to do, but send it on over. We're <laughs> always looking for new stuff to give each other. Don't, that's not, it sounds like an STD joke, but it's not, or is it? Oh, I I just meant my penis. Well, that in itself is like an STD, but yeah, if you have something, you know, send it on ever. We always we're always looking for suggestions. Uh, that's it. I think that's, that's it. it. There, there you go. That's how easy it was. There was no thing here, and now, lo and behold. There's a thing. That's how easy it is to make a thing. So go out. Now you guys go out and go make a thing. Yeah. You got done listening yeah. to us. We're done making our thing. You go out and make yeah. your thing now. You make a thing. It doesn't have to be as long a thing as this. Length is not as important as some people like to make it out to be. That's true. All right.
0: This This episode is like two hours long. Is that long? Is that average? It's pretty long. What right. two it's hours? Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, two hours is, is that a good length? Uh, for me, two hours is is that long is enough? Usually, is it too? Is it too short? Know, that's a brisk. It's a brisk time for me. Are we talking about pooping? Uh, it, sometimes that happens in the middle of it. You got to take a break, and then you got to jump right back into it again. You know? No. What are we? A oh, fucking sheep? There it is. There that's you what you go. we're talking about. There it is. That's. We, we did. There you go. We made a
0: joke about fucking sheep like 10 times in an uh, episode. Oh man.
1: Listen, we are nothing if not pee body material. <laughs> Cuz you can pee on Nope. Oh, no, okay. No. 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 Nope. I think we pick up our Nobel at the lobby, right? What lobby? <laughs> I don't know. I think we're done. Are we done? Yeah, I'm done.
0: You're I'm